Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here back with Ed. Uh, Ed, where is Tom? I cannot believe, first of all, that we're back. We're yeah. back with a married man. Yes. Tom is out. <laughs> if you didn't know it, yes, we're, we got two in yes. the house now. Yes, yes. And Tom, if you didn't know, his son is now third. So he is at his son's job helping him file shelves or whatever he does for a living. It's been that long, players. Like, the man is an adult at this point. It has been a long time, Ed, because I'll tell you what, since the last time we had a podcast, number one, yes, I am a married man. Mm-hmm. Number two, Beyonce has dropped an album. Yes. We'll get into. We and, will get into that. Uh, number three, Vince McMahon is no longer the CEO of the WWE or chairman, which is chairman. who would have thought? Who would have thought? Player, I mean, and I'm going to talk about this real quick because yeah. I would have never thought that that man would ever tap out because he had yes. to tap out. When all the stuff came out, I was like, he's not going anywhere. Rich old white dude, you can't tell him anything. He's out of here. Mm-hmm. What a time 2022 has been. And Ed, number four, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but the uh, the Prince of Darkness, uh, R. Kelly, Mm-hmm. He's expecting a child. How is this possible? Hasn't he been in jail for the last two years? <laughs> Explain this, Ed. I don't understand, but I can say that I know that he has a lot of fans who have shown him a lot of support. So some of them fans must have been feeling on the booty behind the bars. I don't know, mm. but something's fishy. Well, let's start off with this here. The Beyonce album. It's come out. Uh, I feel like now is a good time to talk about it. I know we had seen a lot of hot takes on Twitter after three hours of it releasing. and <laughs> Yes. You know what? That's going to happen when it's a gigantic release like Beyonce's album, Renaissance. And I had a chance to listen to it. You did as well. You reviewed it. And when I first heard it, I didn't understand it. But Ed, I got to say, as I listen to it more and more as a collective body of work, Mm-hmm. And I'll let you get into your review shortly. But I just got to say there, you know what? I had initially ranked this as like the bottom of the Beyonce. <laughs> it's definitely better than Sasha Fierce. I will. I said that at first and I'm sticking with that. But as I listen to it more and more, the songs that I like, I really, really like those songs. But some I of those agree. songs that are a little more elementary, is that the right word to use? They're not Kate, they're not for me. Like they're they're too young for me, which is weird because Beyonce's older than me. But uh all in all, um I would say this was a it's not my favorite Beyonce album. I'm I'm gonna always go with the R and B stuff, but mm-hmm. do I think it's a five star classic right now? No, but I know there's also the other spectrum, which is the DJ Soulchild comments, which is if you like this <laughs> if you like this album, you're trash. And it's not really that either. It's kinda and we'll get into the ranking later, but for me, it's kind of like in between right now, in the middle. I'm, I'm with you, player. So as many of you know who have been following this journey with me, of course, you know, Soul and Stereo had to have that review, drop the review out, and it was what it was. And it's always two sides, player. It's the sides who are like, you know, I agree. I might not. Dis- for example, my wife, as you know, biggest Beyonce stand that you know. Yeah, she agreed with what I said. She thought my score was a little low. I gave it the dreaded three point five of Doom. Oh man! But 
she was like, you know, I, I feel what you're saying. But then there's the other side who was always like, this is perfection and you are trash for not recognizing it's perfection. <laughs> Claire, I had to deal with literal death threats. Death threats people over an album review? Are you sick? So I have had a very exhausting couple of weeks dealing with that. But let's get to the quality, like you said. I pretty much, I remember you hitting me up right after the album came out. You were like, the album was trash. I was like, play. it ain't that bad. <laughs> what it is, though, and I really listened to it front to back for the first time since I reviewed it. Because I couldn't, after y'all blew me up and were cussing me out and wished death upon my onboard children, I hadn't even listened to it since I listened to all of my stuff for the review until, I think it was yesterday, in fact, I listened to mm. it. And my opinion hasn't really changed. Here's what I think, y'all. An unbiased look at Beyonce's album. Beyonce's album works best, in my opinion, with the sequencing, with yep. the transitions, yes. the stuff that Kyle was saying, a song that you might you might not feel break my soul, but in that album, when it goes from energy to that, you're like, okay, okay, yeah. this rocks. That's because Beyonce knows how to make an album. Not like your boy cousin Chris mm. those 35 tracks out. Not like the game who just brought 30 tracks out. That's not an album, y'all. That is a <laughs> dumping playlist. ground of a playlist. That's playlist, a playlist. Yes. But Beyonce was able to craft an album. And in terms of that, it's well done. If we want to rank song by song, ain't no way her best album. I like pretty much from... I think it's Alien Superstar. Yeah. So Virgo's Groove, that yep. like five or six track kind of section. Yeah. That is the album at its best. The stuff yep. before that, kind of goofy. And stuff after that, kind of late heated, thick. All that stuff is like sleepy time to me. But that middle section is great. And I know everything she does is perfect. I know every album that she comes out with is her best album. Y'all said Lemonade was her best. Y'all said mm -hmm. this is her best. Let's give it a few months until everybody calms down. I think it ranks comfortably in the middle of her discography. Yeah. But I don't think it's bad. Nope. I, I, and a couple of things that I'm, you know, a great point. I, I, I agree. It's in the middle. But I think for me, what's impressive about Beyonce, because this podcast is not all about just criticizing because i mean we like to critique but i will give beyonce this and i'm curious who else you think is in this list of artists that actually have this like filter because a lot of artists these days they will just drop whatever they mm -hmm. don't really have a team or something that they can funnel through to as a quality control thing i right. think tom said mariah is one that has quality control beyonce definitely has quality control who else in your mind would you say has that quality control factor that you know that even if they drop an album, it might not be your favorite album, but it'll never be trash per se? You know, the person that I would have said until a couple years ago would have been Usher. Mm. And I don't know what happened those past <laughs> couple years, but that he was one that I felt like even if the album was just okay, yeah. like Raymond versus Raymond or an album I liked and y'all didn't like looking for myself. Yeah. There's still good stuff. You always find a climax or, you know, there goes my baby. There's always something that's like, this is great. Even if you don't love the album, which yeah. is fine. You know, you know, different strokes for different folks. You got your joint. 
but they never was just like just mess. And I feel like so many of even our veterans today, yeah. our legacy artists, man, come on, y'all. <laughs> we're so busy chasing trends. We're not doing enough to put together cohesive, solid bodies of work. And whether, you know, I, I said on Twitter, I thought that the Beyonce album is a tad overrated, a tad because mm -hmm. y'all doing the most. But if nothing else, she's teaching y'all how to put together albums again. So I don't have to hear these little children right. telling me that Chris Brown has three great songs. This album is a classic. Three yeah. great songs out of 40 is not a good album. But transitions, 15, 16 strong songs actually cohesive all the songs if you heard a song just randomly you would say oh that's probably from the renaissance album because <laughs> it sounds like the renaissance album she's teaching y'all how to put albums together again so props to the horsey album for that yes album cover is fire ed um okay fire there's a horse there's a this horse ed it's a horse. It looks like it's made out of constellations. It looks like like my grandma would have candy in it on her coffee table. Just take oh, the head off and there's little peppermints in the inside. Have you ever played Mario Paint for the of Super course. Nintendo? Yeah, yes. maybe she drew it on that and just slapped it on. <laughs> yeah, your, your Mitch is a Doom player. They're yeah. going to come for you for that. But speaking of Mario Paint, I just remember, wasn't there a game where you like slap like wasps or like flies in that game? It was like a mini yes. game. Yes. Yes. It was a yes. mini game. I remember this. Shout yeah. out to Mario Paint. That's, like, a, I, that's a great game. Mario man. has done, Mario, just like Beyonce, has done it all. Mario has played soccer. He's played basketball. Yes. Tennis, and then he's he, done it all. He's been in RPGs as a piece of paper. There's nothing that Mario hasn't done. So are we saying that Super Mario Brothers is Beyonce? I would Pretty not much. dare say that. I mean, I, they're both I, massive franchises at this point, Ed. Exactly. Now, I think that agreed when it comes to massive franchises, but until Beyonce puts out a Super Mario 3, I'm not in the conversation. She ain't got a Mario 3 in her discography player. That's true. That is true. Uh, what's interesting about this album here, and I want to give Beyonce some more props, is that, and what's interesting is that she hasn't even dropped the visuals for this album yet, and nor has she announced the tour dates. So. Nope. I think this album has some legs, like a lot of albums that we see these days from Silk Sonic, uh, some of these major releases like Chris Brown's album. It's It falls into that cycle of it comes out for two weeks and nobody talks about it anymore. It's interesting what Beyonce did here. She released the music first, let people live with it. You're seeing the memes and the quotes on Twitter now. The visuals haven't even come out yet, which is going to add a different element to it. Yep. Then when the concerts come and the tours... This could last a while if Beyonce plays her cards right. I don't know what the next single would be if, because you know people don't really put out singles like that anymore. Break my soul just hit number one. Where do we go from here, Ed? How, well, how, how do we make this as big as possible? Well, two things. So first of all, we do have to recognize that Beyonce is Beyonce, so yes. she can get away with stuff that Mario couldn't do or whomever. Like they just couldn't pull off what he what she pulled off. However, it is still, like I said about the albums, this I feel like is a teachable moment for not just R&B, for everybody. Look what she did. She put out an actual single before it dropped. The single was good, and she pushed the single. She had the single. She had the, the Vogue magazine cover. There was actual buzz about the project that was coming. Then she dropped a release date 
well ahead of time not oh my album yeah. coming out friday like <laughs> some of y'all do megan the stallion and them oh i'm i was like what oh yeah i'm coming off so she had a lead time remember player remember she had physical copies and the album leaked and people freaked out and they were like oh my god the album leaked it leaked because it was an old school rollout there were physical copies people in france up there making copies and sending it out Shout out to 2005, because that was how we got all of our early leaks. <laughs> but everything followed that. The album dropped. It got good reviews. It Now she's going to come with the visuals. She had a little teaser for that. She's doing it old school. But most of all, she's staggering them. Yeah. So the conversation still continues. She's not like, oh, my album out. Oh, here's the album. There's a week of memes, and now I'll talk about it no more. Every week she's adding something new to the conversation. Y'all need to be paying attention. So where do we go from here? I think she continues. I saw some rumors that that Act Two was dropping at the end of the mile. I was like, there's mm, no way. I, yeah, there's that... no way because that messes up everything. Like that yeah. kills the momentum of this album. Why would she yeah. do that? So instead, what she needs to do, she drops the visuals, let the visuals do their thing. Then, you know, maybe in a couple months, drop some more visuals for another song. Unless she's dropped them all at once. I don't know what she's doing. She's a crazy woman. Who knows what she's doing? But I, if I were her, I would drop the visuals for this. Drop another batch of visuals that are completely different. That everybody can meme and put on a little TikToks a few months from now. And there you go. That's how you continue. It ain't rocket science, y'all. Everybody's like, oh, that's old. That's not going to work today. It'll work today if you just modify it. Mm -hmm. um and shout outs to sabrina claudio and sid for the plastic song that song is that's a good song ed that uh, it's a song. good song one yeah. of my favorite songs that one church girl cuff it virgo's groove like i said i like that middle that yeah. middle part of the album is good yeah uh one of the records that has caused a lot of controversy lately is energy which sampled i think milkshake by Khalees. I think that's what the sample was because I read I Get Along With You. I can't hear that. I can hear Milkshake. I can't hear Get Along With I You. I couldn't hear Get Along With You either, but yeah. I could sort of hear Milkshake for like well, two seconds. It has, that, I'm it not has sure. that la 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 part, which is <laughs> true. Yeah. So that caused a lot of controversy. And Ed, we're not here to talk about contracts and what happened or what didn't happen. You know, as you can see with the hat and the and, and the whole thing, I, I'm I'm Star Trek affiliated no matter what. So oh whether it's Kalise, whether it's the Neptunes, I'm on both sides oh. of this. But it is interesting and it brings in another conversation because when you look at the credits for that song and maybe some of the other song songs on this album, there's like 20 writers on the song, and what people don't realize is, you know, a fraction of that might be the people that actually worked on the song, and the rest are just samples. And nothing wrong with a good sample, Ed. Nothing at all. I, I find it funny the pushback we're seeing on samples now. Yeah. Like y'all know that like your favorite songs, the '90s, the era that we love to like lift up on the pedestal. All that stuff is sampled from the '70s. Nothing wrong with a sample. Nothing wrong with giving credit for a sample. I'm cool with that. So as long as you do it correctly. Now, if you're sampling something and doing a poor job and trampling over it, that's one thing. <laughs> but no, show them love. That's what it's here for. And I, I was going to say something about the Khalees thing. You all Star trek out, so I won't say that. But I'll just <laughs> say this. Just let the song was a thing, and they took her off. So I hope she's happy. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And I'll uh, my water on that. But what 
is good about this Beyonce album, even with the samples. And Ed, I have to go on my rant here. This is the Married Life Old Man rant. Oh, welcome. Welcome, player. And I don't know if this was always a thing. It may have been. But, like, man, when I listen to some of these songs that are sampled now that sample, like, older songs. And I don't want to single this person out, but this is the only one that comes to mind right now. Have you heard Tink's song? Uh, it's called Cater, I think. No, I have not heard that. So it samples Cater to You by Destiny's Child. Mm hmm And the whole song just sounds like Cater to You by Destiny's Child from Let Me Cater to You. Like, she's using the same words. That me, ain't a good sample, y'all. It's that to me, it. and I love Tink, and I can't wait to hear the album because that's coming out soon, too, and I think she's super talented. But this keeps happening in music today where it just feels lazy to me because I get it. If you take the beat, if you take the sample, you add drums to it and you flip it completely into a different song, like something like Irv Gotti did back in the day with Foolish by Ashanti. Yes, yes. It is, it's a DeBarge record. It's it's the Biggie record, like, but it's a completely different song. What I'm hearing today is a lot of, here's the beat that we've heard before. Let me use the hook of what we heard before. And let's just add a little bit of spice to it just to make it slightly different but it's the same song chris brown did that quite a bit you know starting with like the fame album with she ain't you and all of that stuff mm -hmm. but i just see that so much now and i don't know if it's because i'm getting old and i can just recognize the sample right away or if it's becoming more common but to me it's, it seems lazy boy well, yeah, we becoming our parents it's yeah. the same people that were like that ain't nothing but roberta flat that ain't nothing but Patrice. <laughs> that ain't nothing but Asley Brothers. We are becoming our parents because we recognize it. So we don't hear something new. We immediately think of the original song. Again, I'm okay with samples, though. Y'all can't be lazy with it. If you're going to sample Cater to You, you want to chop up the beat, you want to chop up the chorus. If you want to turn it instead of Cater to You, you turn it in a song called To You and you... And you just take something new from that formula, that's mm -hmm. cool. If yeah. you're just singing a cater to you hook, play it, that's called karaoke. I ain't here for it. Yeah, and that's how I feel about it too. But honestly, the only producer that I know that does that, like really often, is Hitmaker. And he's made like a career off that. He takes. Yes. Yeah. So it might be Hitmaker that maybe he's the problem. But Hitmaker is a problem for many things, but yeah. I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> So shout outs to Hitmaker. Shout outs to Beyonce <laughs> too. And we talk about data dump and a lot of different albums um uh, that have now contained like 30 songs or so. Trash. Is there are there particular art particular artists that can get away with that? Because like Nas back in the day dropped double albums. I don't know if it was 30 songs, but double albums. DMX dropped two albums in one year. So that is still a lot of content. Um, R&B artist Chris Brown will drop his 30-something song albums. And you know what the intent is. Drake does that as well. But for me, I think it kind of like where the line is drawn for me is when I see people like John Legend now dropping double albums. <sighs> I could, I love, you know what? You know how I feel about John Legend. I know how you feel. But I've always respected his artistry. And I said, that's not for me. But now you're just rubbing it in my face if you're doing a double <laughs> album full of this stuff. I don't need two albums of that. Stuff. <laughs> 30 songs. That's a lot of songs you read. That's a lot of songs. However, I will say this. my One of my favorite albums of all time, in my opinion, one of the best hip-hop albums of all time, is Biggest Life After Death. 
it is a double album. It's like, I don't know, 27, 28 songs. It's a bunch of songs. Wu-Tang, second album, a double mm-hmm. album, a whole bunch of songs. I think I had it like four and a half stars. Like it's close to five stars. It can be done. Yeah. But the difference is, it's the same thing that I'm saying about the Beyonce album. Make it feel like an album. Make it feel like a cohesive story. You listen to Life After Death, it's literally a story about Biggie. It starts with like, he thought he was dead and now he's getting new life and he's having fun and enjoying life. But then near the end of the album, like death catches up to him and it's sad because it's real life. But there's a story being told. There's diversity in the songs. There's peaks and valleys, highs and lows, but everything sounds consistent. It's just album making. Like yeah. there's a difference between that and dropping a whole bunch of songs and half of the songs sound like filler that should not have made the album. Alicia Keys, I love you. I gave you a five-star review in 2003, whatever it was, Two, three. three. Yeah. Yes. I, she was one of, I crowned her the queen of R&B for the 2000s. She was incredible. That last album is not the business. And that was a double album because, again, it sounded like a bunch of stuff for the sake of having stuff. If you have 30 tracks and you're saying something, cool. If you're like, I'm going to come out with 30 tracks because it's going to jack up my streaming numbers, we can tell mm-hmm. it's going to suck. So I don't know what John Legend going to do. I like John Legend a lot more than my boy here, but I'm not looking forward to 30 tracks from him. I'm sorry. Well, here's my other thing, and this is a challenge to all the R&B artists out here. If you're going to drop a 30-something song album, at least make the songs like full songs because when I listen to some of these albums now, like Neo's album, which was only like 18 songs, so maybe he's not... He's not part of the problem, but even some of the songs I really like, like Handle Me Gently, that song clocks in at three minutes. I I want songs that feel full, four minutes, even extend it to six if you want, like that one record off uh, uh, Beyonce's album. Was mm-hmm. it Virgo Jam? Is that what it's called? Virgo's Groove, yes. I, I need songs like that again. I'm tired of these two minute and 30 second songs. And if you put that on a 30, 30 song album, None of it is going to stick out because it's all just going to even before you get to enjoy it, you're moving, you're moving on to the next thing. Let me show you what I was listening to. The... Can you see it? Wow. Yes. Yes. Classic. Classic. Five stars. You know why this succeeds? Because there are songs that have a verse yep. and another verse and a bridge yep. and another verse. And it feels like a complete song. I have heard the theory behind the short songs. I have heard that like, oh, you got to keep it short because attention spans are low and everybody's True. an idiot and we can't listen to something longer than 30 seconds or we'll flip blah, 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 and it helps with streaming. I just want a complete experience. And some of these songs are good, but they turn off too fast. And then when I do my reviews and I kind of lock the score down and people get mad, I'm like, no, I like the song too, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. Like, I want an artist like Neo, who we know is capable of doing such. Man, give us a little bit more if you can. I'm not saying every song got to be 10 minutes long, but nope. if there's more to it, give us more because we know that you can do that. Well, here's the thing, Ed. Um, first of all, the other thing you were missing, we, we talk about the lack of bridges a lot, but you know what I really miss? What's that? Back in the 90s, on like an R&B ballad, that last hook... 
they would do ad libs and they would like go nuts. They don't they, do that the, anymore. The ad libs and the runs and they would go crazy. And that would be the best part. That would be like the icing on the cupcake. Not even yeah. the icing because the icing is already <laughs> this is the cherry on the top. This is just blop. But it's just something that whenever you think of the songs, when people kind of like, you know, if you're like mimicking a Jodeci song or whatever, and you're mimicking that, you're always still in the ad libs from the end because those are always the most fulfilling. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's like people aren't capable. I don't know if the songwriters aren't familiar with it anymore. Right. I don't know if young artists just didn't even know this exists. I don't know, but it's missing out. And again, it's another element to r&b that's just a simple thing that takes these songs to the next level and y'all wonder why i say these songs sound so flat and they just sound like conversations because there's not enough oomph on them put some stank on these songs man and then the other thing is this right it's like we talk about you talk a lot about like business wise it makes more sense to drop a record that's two minutes and 15 seconds long because you can hit repeat and keep streaming it streaming it over again attention spans are shorter but I'm willing to bet, and this is just how I listen to music, if it's a song that you really enjoy and it's quality, even if it's, I'll, I'll use the 112 album, for example, mm-hmm. now that we're done, that's like the second song off the album. Yep. Because that song is so good, you don't notice that it's five minutes, and five minutes isn't really that long uh, to me, but you don't notice that it's five minutes long because that song captures your attention. You just listen, you're like, I wonder what's next. It's like, it's like a movie pretty much right like you want to know what happens so when i listen to albums and songs now it feels like they're really short because it's not giving me everything that i need it just cuts off really quickly or they're cutting something off to get straight to the hook it's weird i can't it's tough for me to listen to today's music for that reason because yes there's the singing and stuff and that that's lacking but it's also just the structure and you know it doesn't always have to be the same structure but it feels like something is missing there for me. It's the construction. I talk about it yeah. all the time. It's the construction of the songs. And honestly, the Beyonce album, I had uh, some issues with some of those songs. And, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's making up stuff to be mad about. No, <laughs> there are some songs that I felt like could have been constructed better. And it's not that what we got was bad. It's just like it could have been better. Um, you're talking about um, now that we're done. Yeah, that's a five minute song. But it's so funny how my ear has been trained because I'll listen yeah. to that song and I won't realize it's five minutes because I have I know that song. I love that song. It's nostalgia. It's great. No. But if I do hear like a five minute song today, sometimes I will be like, this song long? And I'll right. look and it'll be like four and a half minutes because I'm so trained to hear these two minute songs. And it's weird how like we're being reconditioned. And to me, not for the better. It ain't yeah. for the better. But you know what, Ed? Chris Brown, he will be able to come through. Not with this album. This this latest album wasn't for me. There were a couple of good songs here, but Ed, he's gotten some new money from his meet and greets. Have you seen? I saw you at the VIP line for those meet and greet pictures. You paid um, a thousand bucks. First of all, I don't know what line you saw. I wouldn't pay a thousand. But I saw Keith Sweat and took a photo with him for free. Mm. For free. I ain't paying a thousand dollars for nobody. However, somebody's coming out of the pocket. So I would say good for them, but uh, uh, you see how much gas costs and y'all yeah. giving cousin Chris that much to hug him. Must be nice. 
<laughs> that's the best hustle I've ever seen. Will you be getting any Christmas money from Chris Brown? Well, I'm sure once he sees my review of his last album, no, that will be taken away. That and I didn't hate because I don't think we've talked about the album. No. Like I didn't hate this album. I thought this album was better than the last two or three monstrosities. Yes. But your boy got a long way to go before he gets to exclusive level. Trust mm. me. We'll get there soon, Ed. The funding is here now. This is like <laughs> this is a better version of a GoFundMe. Like I'd rather pay for this than uh than than pay for that TLC album on GoFundMe. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot Come about on, the Ed. TLC. The Come Lifesavers on. album. I Come forgot on. about that. That album cover, I could have made that. It looked like a pack of lifesavers, some fruit strike gum. Come y'all TLC. You could have lined up against the wall. I could have taken a picture with my iPhone. Yeah. You could have done better than that. Ed, isn't Cut Close? Didn't they start a GoFundMe recently? Ed? Shout out to my shout out to my girls. You know I ain't gonna say nothing bad about my girls. Ed. Shout out to my girls. Keith Sweat they... could have at least charged you fifty bucks. That could have went towards the Cut Close album. Ed. Shout out, shout out to my girls, Tabitha on on Instagram, getting all her reps in at the gym, like they doing their thing. I ain't seen that album yet, and they have been fundraising for a year. I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, some more music. I want to give a quick shout out to my boy Link. He dropped a new album, a new song, Garage, featuring Mike Jones. That seems like a very odd collaboration, but they oh. did it. Well, they're both from who? Houston, so there, there's that, I think. I was going to say there is a connection, but who Mike Jones? It's been a long time since I've seen that brother. There you go. Uh, and then Men at Large dropped an album as well. No, listen, shout out to Minute Large. I like this album a lot. Mm. I am going to give some props to this album. I thought this album was really fun. And they are, you know, they got the voices are holding up. They got a little bit of energy going on. They got some modern sounding songs that don't sound ridiculous. Shout out to Minute Large. I thought that was a fun album. And then speaking of other groups here, Ed, RSVP. Those are my guys. Oh, boy. Ed. Your boys, your Except, boys. So here's the thing. Let me paint the picture for you. Please paint uh, the picture for those because because we're this cool with Sammy. Sammy's my guy. Bobby V's my guy. Pleasure P's my guy. Don't really know Ray J. We've never really interacted with him, but I was on an Instagram live with them for this was like their first time like coming together as a group. Mm -hmm. It was their like press conference. I get in there, and Bobby V sees me. Uh, sees the you know I got soul thing has joined. So he's just like, oh, man, shout out to so you know I got soul, blah, blah, blah. Sammy's yes. like, shout out to them. Pleasure P's like, those are my guys. And then Ray J out of nowhere is like, wait, what's you know I got soul? Oh, my God. So live on the podcast, Bobby V had to like give him a lecture on like, these are the guys that are repping R&B, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, after that happened, I'm like, I, 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 I'm verified. I'm, I'm validated. <laughs> so I left after. But Ed, I want to talk about this super group right here because... And this is why I think they will actually succeed here. Just hear me out here. Do your thing. These your people. This group came together because they were getting criticized like crazy online for their online perform for their performance on verses. God, yes. And instead of turning it into a negative thing, they came together and said, you know what? Let's prove them wrong. Let's put this group together and let's make it happen. I'm still not quite sure what Ray J is there for because... Some of those vocals were sounding pretty rough on verses, but I also get it on a business standpoint. Ray J knows what he's doing. 
And hey, I know Bobby he knows D. how to sell earphones. Other than that, I don't know what else he's sunglasses doing. too, apparently. But oh, Reggie knows what he's doing, and he's related to Brandy, so the Brandy fans will listen. But Ed, true, can this album, this super super group, work? Knowing what we know about just because no one's giving them a fair shot, too. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, and let me clear that up. Yeah. Number one, um, I I love Bobby V. I don't have a personal stake in the rest of them like you do. Um, Bobby V, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah, love Bobby V. He's all good, and I think he's very underrated from that two thousands group of artists. Yeah. You kind of think of him as having the two songs, and that's it. No, Bobby V got some joints back there behind me. So Bobby V is great. Um, however. The reason why I'm skeptical isn't even because, oh, there's verses and they can't sing. That's whatever. Verses was verses. The reason why I'm skeptical, and I want my boys to prove me wrong on this one, including yes. you, Ray J, is that we, how many supergroups have we seen that were supposed to come out and never did nothing? Where yeah. is the Carl Thomas, Dave Hollister, and it was somebody else group? What happened to Queen with my girl Kelly Price and Tamia? And all of them, every time we hear about a super group, fans like get really excited. And it's like, oh, this is going to be great. This is gonna be great. We never even really got the player and in, in, in Drew Hill album. That's the true. Smoking the Black Dragon. We never <laughs> got that. So there are so many super groups that we hear about. We see them in the studio. We see them on IG. They do their thing. And whether it's politics or whatever, it just never happens. So that's why my expectations are tempered. They don't have nothing to do with their quality of their performances because they all four have songs I like. Even Ray J. There's wow. one or two songs from them I like. Sexy Literally, Can I? You uh, like Sexy Can I? No, I don't like Sexy Can I. The One but Wish record? Well, uh, I gotta figure not even One Wish? Not at all One Wish. I didn't the like The Neptune one wish. songs. Do you like the Little Kim song? I like the Lil' Kim song. There, there you, you go. go. I like the Lil' Kim. And there's a song on the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. I hate wow. one that I really like. Okay. This is like Young Ray J. However, the reason why I'm skeptical is because these groups just never happen. Like, we never see them come to fruition for the next step. If we get a single, we get a video, we get an album. Other than TGT, about 10 years ago, I can't yeah. think of another supergroup that actually landed and stuck the landing. So, we shall see. In the meantime, your boy ain't getting his hopes up. So, the thing I'll say about RSVP is... And I'm afraid to suggest it because it could turn into a train wreck. They need a reality show. Oh, no. No, Ed, Ed. No. Between Ray J, who is a personality, Pleasure P, Bobby V, and Sammy, they just want to fight anybody that, like, talks bad about them. <laughs> yes, they do. Like, I love that generation of R&B. That's what I grew up on. But every single one of them, except Lloyd, because Lloyd's, like, super humble and he stays to himself. Every single one of them, they just want to fight. They they have this chip on the shoulder on their shoulder, um, and I don't know where that comes from. But every single one of them, and, and it's not a bad thing. It keeps them competitive and whatnot. But every single one of them has a chip on their shoulder. You put that on a reality TV show, Ed. It could be something. That's true. And for someone who, and you know this, who is very even when Sammy and all these guys are out of the public eye, like we know them, and we know that Jay Holiday is another one. Like all these guys are just wound up. And we know that so when the stuff with Mario was happening with verses and people were like, I didn't know that Mario was was so hardcore with such a G. We knew we knew Mario <laughs> was like that because we know that that entire generation is on one. 
a reality show would be dope. It would get a lot of attention. I would watch it, but I don't think it's helpful for the brand. No. I want it to be about the music. I yes. don't want it to be about Ray J not showing up. I don't want Bobby V and Sammy about to fight. I don't want people saying 702 can't sing and that whole mess with that. They're like, just give me the music. I'm so tired of the Twitter drama. But to your point, it would blow up. It would do very well. I mean, it would be like, uh, what was that? Encore? The show with Cherish? It would be be like that on 10. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on your girls, Cherish. Oh, man. And y'all swore that album. Oh, that album is going to be the album of the year. Y'all forgot about it in the week, just like I predicted. Wait, pop quiz for you, Ed. What was the name of that group? The Blueprints. There you ah, go. There you think, go. I had to think very hard, but yes, the Blueprints. Because, Ed, we have to talk about one of the members of the Blueprint, Keely from 3LW. Did you hear Ooh. that? Did, you, did we hear that uh, Taylor Swift is getting sued by the writers of Players Gonna Play? Yes, I heard this. Ed, I also isn't that heard, your song? That's like that's, that's my your theme song. song. Yes, because it has my catchphrase in it. But what made me mad, and see now, here we go. The following comments are of Edward T. Bowser of soulandstereo.com. And Ed, hold on. Let me just put a disclaimer here. It is not 3LW that's suing Taylor Swift. It's the writers that are suing Taylor Swift. So 3LW gets no no hate in this. We love 3LW. No, I love 3LW. And that's why I'm about to get mad. Because apparently Taylor Swift said she didn't know who a 3LW was until this lawsuit. Let me tell you something, young lady. You go in the 2000s and you go pull up that album that's back here somewhere. And I don't pull out that solo, that little debut album. That was a fun album. I need you to show that some love and do some music history here, Miss Taylor. Hold up, hold your up. Swifties or whatever you are. Hold we up. How old is Keely? How old is Taylor Swift? She's I, she's like my age. Hold on. I let don't me... know anything about because Taylor Swift. There, there is no way she doesn't know 3LW. She claims that she had never heard of 3LW. That's, hold on. Not, she's actually a year older than me. There's no way. There's she, no way. You cannot be your age, Kyle, and I don't know who the Cheetah Girls are. There's, nope. she, there's somebody that's not possible. Somebody lying. Yeah. So, no. She don't front on my girls, Swifties. So, I know the Swifties are going to be in my DMs, pitching fits and casting murder, because that's what yeah. happens to me. But I don't care about your queen. I'm mad at her. We're not going to come for 3LW. Those yes. my girls. And in, in the court of Sobek, I, I would say she's guilty. That was, that was she was biting. But that's yeah, yes. Do you, yes. Today you're guilty. We're calling you guilty because you yes. disrespect my girls. Play a yes. please. <laughs> um, Ed, we got to talk about the Millennium Tour that is about to kick off here. This oh, you mean tra- all 84 members of the New World Order? I saw that list. Ed, how did the list go from six people from the last tour to 15? Good. How did that happen? That show is going to be five hours long if they sing one song each. What is this? So, Ed, can we go Can we go, Can we we go? go down the lineup, the list of what we're seeing here? Make sure you take a deep breath before you read the list. But go ahead. All right. So, Bow Wow will be headlining it. Uh, Mario is on there as well. Omarion appears to be missing. So, I guess oh, Mario, really? just, uh, Mar- Mario just took his spot after Versus, I guess. But Yes, he just literally punched him out of there. Carrie Hilson will be on stage. I, that's good to see that Carrie's actually 
performing again. Hopefully that leads to new music. But I'm happy to see Carrie Hilson yeah, back. Yeah, y'all on stage. hate on Carrie. Carrie and and Keisha Cole. I think we did that generation of, of female R&B artists in the 2000s. Y'all do them so dirty. A Marie too. Stop hating on Carrie. So then we have Lloyd, Pleasure P, P, Bobby V, and Sammy. Ray J is an omission, but Lloyd is there. Does that mean Ray J got kicked out already? I think Ray J probably got kicked out himself, knowing Ray J. He's over there selling flip-down sunglasses or something. I don't know what's going on with that man. But I'm so, happy to see Lloyd in it. Ed, hypothetically, if Ray J wasn't a part of RSVP and it was Lloyd, and I guess the name would have to be something different. <laughs> yes. Would it have more credibility to R&B fans if Lloyd was there instead of Ray J? I mean, it depends on credibility. I think that fans of artistry would be like, yes, it would have credibility. But yeah. when it comes to notoriety, probably not. Because unfortunately, I think for kind of the mainstream, they lump in Lloyd with Bobby V. They're like, oh, he had that song with Ashanti that one time. And the song with Lil Wayne, you know, she's 5'2", or whatever they keep saying. But then they give him no other credit for the great albums that came before and after. So, unfortunately, Ray J will get all the headlines. All right. So, if that wasn't enough for you, Ed, because I personally think, like, that's a tour right there. The next line, we have the Ying Yang Twins. Chingy. Uh, uh, your, your favorite group, them franchise boys. Uh, we will see you lean with it, rock with it after this podcast. I will hope not. Ed, Little Scrappy. Little Scrappy. I was watching the freaking AW the other day and Little Scrappy is up there. I did not realize he had stepped from reality show into a wrestling show, but I guess he got to sing his two or three songs. And Travis Porter. Travis Porter? I didn't even know Travis Porter was showing up. There you go. And we're not done yet. That was We have two more lines to go here. <laughs> Who else? We've got Cry Mob and Trillville. Cry Mob and Tr Trillville is going to sing some cut? Like, what? How can we get away with this? Is this show PG or is it rated R? And in small fine print here, the reunion of day 26. <laughs> I saw that. Come I'm on. Like, why is day 26 relegated to the footnotes of footnotes? If you are doing a term paper, they would be in that tiny print underneath the paragraph. The reunion of day 26. Show them brothers a little bit more. Come on. Ed, that should be like the hype about this whole thing is that day 26 is reuniting. Don't just put them at the end. Trillville That's... gets more love than day 26. We are hard times player. And I well, like Trillville's one song. Well, let's look at Billboard. I think Trillville has a bigger hit than day 26 ever did. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's a shame, Ed. The song you like is uh, Some Cut. Yep, that was a big song. That was the only big song. If there was anything else, I would No, there was that other one. Um, Never Ever. Remember that one with Little John? No, that's. I thought that was um, that was Trillville. For some reason, no, I'm thinking Nuts. of No Problem. Yeah. I'm thinking of Scrappy. That's Scrappy. Yeah, Scrappy's on that one, too, though. Okay, yes. Scrappy's I'm, I'm conflating all of my annoying 106 and Park rappers. Yes. Uh, the two previous millennium tours have been a success do you think this one will be the same or has it become has it become too much now like i don't think you really need 12 acts actually this is 15 acts i don't think you need 15 acts on a show i don't think you need 15 acts and with every tour like this they're diminishing diminishing returns because you've seen it once you've seen it twice you've seen it three or four times 
and adding a bunch of randoms is not going to help. I don't see this one being anywhere near as big as the others, but yeah. Hey, if if Trillville can get some cut money, good for them. You know what? It's it, and that's what I'm gonna say. It's good for these artists that they have an opportunity to still perform because, man, it's tough out here. And these concerts, that's that's their way of making money. So if they can do it, I'm all for it. Because that I just found out. Jay Quan, do you remember Jay Quan? How can I forget Jay Quan, the man that stole one of the greatest beats of all time and yes. made a lame version? Yes, I know Jay Quan. So he actually performs with Nelly every show that he performs at uh, because they're somehow related. I think they're both from St. Louis. And Nelly brings him out for two songs, the Tipsy song and Ed, one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. This is an anthem apparently at Hoods. I've never been in a hood, so I can't confirm this. <laughs> But it's the song Hood Hop. Is that a hood anthem? Uh, it's a hood anthem if you are of a certain age. I am too old to be doing the hood hop. But I'm interested in you saying that because a couple weeks ago, we had this big event here in Birmingham, the World Games, and Nelly performed. And there was a guy on stage, and I didn't know who he was, but he looked very familiar in the way I was like in the press box, so I couldn't really like see him it was like mm. i was seeing the side of him was that jay kwan he didn't that, like announce him you know nelly only did like two songs and the other person was kind of just a hype man but was that jay kwan now i gotta go back and watch the video it may have been murphy lee let's be honest. i know what murphy lee looked like it won't murphy lee or maybe one of the other lunatics then it won't the dude in the um hockey mask i know him oh yes <laughs> the that's the only mask. one i remember the dude in the mask yes um ed so Tom made a very interesting comment once upon a time. He says that he can no longer listen to sad, slow, sappy songs. And this is because he's married now. He lives a happy life. He doesn't want to remember that stuff. As a married man now, I don't know if I can agree with that because I still listen. To, you just listen to 112. So you're, you're on the same boat as me. Yes. How do we feel about toxic songs like that new Division record? Oh my gosh. If I, I get caught cheating, oh that don't my. mean I don't there is some validity validity to that, let's be honest. Well, this is usually we haven't done this in a long time. Oh, so man. as we as I do, number one, well actually I just did this. The following opinions are that of Edward T. Bowser of soulandstereo.com mm. and not of you know I got soul. So keep that in mind. Send your hate mail my way, because I will ignore it. So this song, we were just talking about this song in the Soul and Stereo Cypher on Facebook. Shout out to the Cypher, but I haven't shouted them out yet. If you like this podcast, go join us in the Cypher. You'll have fun. Everybody, there was a conversation that there were no fans of this song. And of course, someone, I can't remember who, forgive, blame my head, not my heart, whoever it was. And was <laughs> like, I actually love this song. This song is great. And I'm like, there's always one weirdo who's got to like a song. <laughs> And he was saying that, like, oh, the song, you know, y'all are just being, like, grumpy and, like, there's nothing wrong and there have been toxic songs in the history of music. I don't have any problem with the song being toxic per se. The problem I have with this song, and I saw J.D., and you know I'm a huge J.D. fan, so no beef to J.D. I saw oh, yes, I saw it. this. I saw that, too. JD, I don't have a problem with the song being toxic. I know that it's speaking to the times, whatever. I don't like the song because it's written lazily. It sounds so lazy. That we talked about um being lazy production and late. 
they take the Jay-Z line from um whatever song it was, Song Cry, whatever. Song Cry, yep. Ted, use it in the laziest way possible. It sounds like a song I made up while I was folding clothes, talking to my wife and being goofy. Like, it does not sound like a well put together song. And knowing the team that crafted that song, who we know has made classic songs, y'all just got to do better. And then Tiny and, and what's a girl Candy. like made their own I saw version. That. Yeah. And that was just as bad. It's not that the song is like, oh, we're against toxic songs. I do think that there is a generation because there is a generation of fans behind you, Kyle, behind you. Yes. That grew up with this type of music and they're starting to age out of it. So all of those stands that used to yell at me in the mid 2010s when I was like, oh, this is stupid. Now, like, oh, man, shut up. But <laughs> now that they are in their early 20s and they're like, you know. I want a love song. I want a song that celebrates where I am in my life and mm. not just juvenile stuff. So I think that's why we're seeing this bigger pushback because our generation already didn't like it. The yeah. younger generation is getting tired of it. And when it comes down to it, just give me a well-written song, a well-produced song, a well-performed song. It's just lazy. That's my beef with it. Yeah, because like to me, um, I know a lot of people have problems with the hook. I don't really have a lot of problem. I mean, it's there's that choir, which consists of like Nelly and JD and all these random people. They just start singing. I didn't have a problem with that because I understand the intent of it. If you if you play that song at the club, people are gonna sing along to that. It's yes. catchy, and so I get that. Um, the lyrics, for me, I would like something that's a little more in depth because I think it was very. Basically, what he was saying was very surface level to me. Like, I wish Correct. they could go deeper into it because but I'll be honest, even when I re read the lyrics here, it's it's not like anything that he's saying is wrong here, Ed. You wouldn't want me if you thought I never had hoes. Is that true? <laughs> I can't speak for the ladies in the house. Maybe that's true. Yes, maybe that's true. I can't speak for that. But I just wish that they would have dove deeper into it and told a story about the whole situation as opposed to just stating it almost felt like they were just stating like wikipedia facts about women's it's, behavior it sounded like some dude talking to his boys in his dms and they just put a beat to it yeah that's cool in your dms i don't want to hear that as a song where's adina howard adina's back here somewhere she is the freak of all freaks in 95 yeah. and even though every song she had was about sex she at least did it something like she had a song, My Up and Down. You know what she's talking about. But yep. she does it in a way and merry-go-round and blah, 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 blah. And in the video, she's like doing all these weird gymnastic dances. Like you can do it, but you have to put some artistry to it. Not just sounding like you're just talking to your boys on a text message. That's why I don't like it. It's very shallow. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got a question for you here. Um, because... LMA dropped an album. Lucky Day dropped an album. Um, India Sean just dropped her album. It's loved amongst R&B fans, I think, right now. But mm -hmm. there's no reach to this album, to these albums. And it's starting to become a problem because there's really no life. The, the shell life for these albums just keeps getting less and less to the point where... Like, that Lucky Day album was a phenomenal album to me. No one's talking about that album anymore. That's a problem to me. 
is so frustrating. I I have to look at my list, but it may be my it may be the top R&B album of the year. Maybe I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but yeah. that might be my number one R&B album this year. I have to check my standing, so to speak. Yeah. But um, I haven't heard India's yet. I heard hers was great. I loved her EP last year. Yeah. But there is some great music. I thought that um, my girl Lady Ray, Nicole Ray, yeah. her album is great. Eric Roberson is great. Black Radio 3 was good. Sid was good. There's lots of good R&B albums. Shout out to Men at Large. I like their album, too. Oh, yeah. There were, there were some good R&B albums besides Beyonce. Beyonce's okay. <laughs> yes. Mary J was okay. But beyond the big names, there's some great music, but it goes back to what I was saying with Beyonce, and I don't know how to crack this code. Beyond just like the hardcore of the most hardcore R&B fans, these albums aren't getting any traction. And then we see fans that are saying, like, man, I'm tired of these Division songs. I'm tired of just all this toxic stuff and the surface stuff. You go listen to Lucky. You go listen to Nicole. You go listen to Arrow. You go listen to Sid. We don't even have to be talking about artists of my generation. We can talk right. about younger artists, too. Shout out to Kevin Ross whenever he does something. But yep. there are younger artists doing it too, but they just don't get the love and the support. And it, I don't know. To me, the only way to break this mold is yeah. for an artist of the stature. And this is why I keep saying an artist of the stature of a Beyonce, maybe an Usher, someone with a big stature saying, you know what? I'm going to actually, we joke about bringing RB back. There has to be someone who comes to bring the spotlight back on that sound for real. Not it's R&B, but I'm rapping or it's R&B and I'm reading a text message. And then once we get more ears on that sound, then maybe this other generation can be like, oh, this lucky day dude is dope. Oh, this Nicole Ray, she dope. That's the only way, because right now there's a lot of talent that's going underutilized. And it makes me sad. I'm looking at y'all best album of the year list and I'm side-eyeing it because I can tell who's listening to the good stuff and who's just listening to what Twitter told you to and you're trying to tell me it's dope. It ain't dope. We doing better out here. But nobody knows. Yeah, We're not getting the spotlight. It makes me very frustrated. For sure. Uh, can't forget about Kalani's album too. And Sid. Yeah. Sid had some good songs on her album. I like Sid's album yeah. a lot. I, yeah. I felt like I was a little in a minority on that one, but yeah, I, 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 should, I thought it I thought was it Yeah. Um, Ed, it's time to ask you a serious question here. We got to take a break from this R&B stuff because this was a heavy discussion in, in the group chat. And okay. we need people to tune in on this. You have 20 minutes to survive with one of these to receive $100 million. Do you know where I'm going okay. with this, Ed? I, I don't know if I know where I'm going with this. You have to survive 20 minutes with either a bear a tiger a hippo or a crocodile oh my gosh yes <laughs> this was quite the conversation i wish tom was here to get this because yes. tom was like oh the hippo i'm like player you don't know what a hippo is no nope. you will die yes hippos are mean and they are fast they're fat but they know how to move that fat sorry to body shame the animal because i'm gonna get canceled for that yes. they're big and hefty and they will eat you yes. they eat people all the time it ain't the hippo who are the other options? So we got the, the croc, the, the lion. Yeah, the lion. Sorry, not the tiger. I think that's a that's a lion and a bear. From my understanding, bears don't attack you unless they sense fear. Yes, 
I originally said the bear. Yeah. But that's thinking if like the bear is coming for me, it ain't really nothing I can do. I could feel like I could evade the croc. Now they're fast too. People think that like all these things are just slow. Like when they want you, they're gonna get you. Yeah. I feel like I could evade the croc because I could like jump on some stuff and just and this is this isn't Donkey Kong. You can't just step on crocodiles. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to King K rule this thing. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the bear because I feel like even if I get mauled by a bear, I could probably survive. Everything else, if they want you, you're dead. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like where RB is at this point. Anything you <laughs> mauled drop by it, a bear? Yeah, you the Twitter Twitter fans are gonna get you no matter what. There's no winning. There is no winning play. I'll show you, I'll show you my Beyonce email. I just I had to delete. On my on soulandstereo.com, you know, you can comment on albums. And if you look, like, there are lots of comments dragging me. It's okay. Yeah. I don't care if you drag me. If you have an opinion, whatever. But there were, like, so many comments that were just, like, if I leave this comment up, the FBI might come for you. So mm. I'm going to do you a favor and take this off. Yeah. These Twitter people are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ed, can we get into love letters really quickly here? Oh, yes. It's been a long time since we've done a good love letter. Uh, I've got two for you today. Okay. Uh, one refers to two people that I hold very high and dearly in the industry. Mm-hmm. One is a mega producer slash record label owner. And the other is like my favorite female artist of all time, who's like the greatest Instagrammer of all time, Ed. Oh, my. I know where we're going with this, but please enlighten the listeners and the viewers. I know where we're going and it's so, going to be all bad. So there was a documentary that just dropped on BET, uh, I think last week, the Murder Inc. documentary. We haven't gotten to the Ashanti part yet. Irv Gotti is just talking about discovering DMX early on, developing Ja, working with Jay-Z on Reasonable Doubt. That's a pretty... That's a pretty uh, that's a pretty significant track track record. record Absolutely. Right there, yeah. Absolutely. Like, and people forget how instrumental Irv was there. So I give him props there. That's about all I give him props on. So I we fast we fast forward to him discovering Ashanti, which we have not got into yet. They made their first album together and allegedly because Irv is still talking about it 20 years later, they were in a <laughs> real relationship, blah 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 and you know he feels betrayed that she doesn't acknowledge him anymore. Um, Ed, where do we go from here if we're Irv Gotti? Boy, because he's would... not, he's not going to listen to you, but what should he do? First of all, I was actually going to, um, for those who don't know, love letters is a column on soul and Someone actually submitted this question, but I'm basically going to answer it here for you live right now wow. on soul Back podcast. So look at the exclusives you get. From checking out that i hope the writer is looking at that because i ain't gonna restate this the thing that everyone seems to be missing irv is every bit over this that boy married mm. why are you so running up behind ashanti when you're married dude why are we talking about this you come off looking like the thirstiest of thirst buckets because don't nobody care and you just look <laughs> ridiculous that was 20 years ago. I don't care what you were doing. It comes off as somebody who was like, you know that girl on Instagram that you all crushing over and you saved all her photos? 
I hit that first. <laughs> Shout out to Ray J. I hit it first. <laughs> Nobody cares, Irv. Nobody cares. And you're married. I hope you're having conversations with your wife and kids about mm. this. But it seems to be lost in the conversation where everybody's like, well, I I don't know what she would see in him. And why is he talking about this? Why is no one talking about the wife and the mm. kids? Why am I talking about this? Why are we so messed up? And I won't even talk about the whole dynamics of like sleeping with your record producer. dude. That was a thing, you know, and you know what? Like that was common practice back in the day. So no one's at fault for that. That's just that was the norm. Not that it's That's, right, but that it's was the, the norm. norm, but it ain't right. But we saw a whole lot of that back. Remember not long ago, Rick Ross got in trouble because he said something like, I could oh, yes. never do a female artist because I'd end up having sex with her. People all mad. Well, it happened all the time. Yep. But that doesn't make it right. But the point is, you got this dude that's like continuing to tell these stupid stories that don't nobody want to hear from a lady that he messed with in 20 years. It all comes back to, you know what it comes back to. She's looking good and doing her thing. And Kyle and friends are very excited. And he wants to be in the conversation because Irv always got to make it about Irv. Nobody care, go home to your wife. But also check out that documentary on BET, Ed. I hear there's I some gems it. in there. It's on my DVR. I'll check it out eventually when I catch up on episodes of Catfish. I'll watch that next. All right, all right. Uh, the other love letter I have for you, this is another uh, friend of ours, um, a significant male R&B artist who just dropped an album here. Mm-hmm. called self-explanatory oh no not Ed. this guy Ed. <laughs> oh no okay well the situation is the situation we're not here to talk about that oh i'll talk about it because he's can... already well this what? is not even a love letters this might be like career counseling and guidance at this point ed he drops this album yes which i didn't personally really like the album i know you thought it was okay yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, that Handle Me Gently song is like five stars, though. That is a he's, great song. He's got a couple of songs I like on that. That Let's is proceed. a five-star record. But Ed, he drops this album. Like a week later, his wife, ex-wife, comes out and blasts him publicly on social media for being a cheater. We find out that he has a kid from another uh, lady. We're not talking about all this, Ed. We're not dissecting why or why he's a bad person. But in the eyes of social media, he is now the worst person of all time, which completely derails the uh, promotion of his album. Like he just did Drink Tramp, uh, Drink Champs recently. He did. And uh, I think that was pre-recorded because one of the interview questions was like, how did you and your wife get back together during the pandemic and renew your vows? So that kind of makes this even worse now. <laughs> it's like, if you didn't think it was bad enough, let me remind you that they renewed their vows recently and here we are where we are. So the promotion has been derailed. I'm sure he wants to go on tour at some point to promote this album. His female fan base is not going to look at him the same right now. They might forget six months from now, but right now he's, he's walking on rocks right now. And I don't know how... I don't know how he's going to get out of this one, Ed. Can he get out of this? Is there a way? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to say something that's probably going to surprise some of you mm. in that you know how critical I can be of 
artists who do stupid things. I'm the first one to say, like, I will never attack an artist as a person or whatever, but I'm here to tell you, if you do something stupid, I'm going to be the first one to tell you to do something stupid. And he did many stupid things. I'm sorry he did. Neo has yelled at me before on Twitter. He'll yell at me again. It's all good. That was (laughs) stupid, Neo. So that's the problem. However, Mm. we live in this very cancel culture society. Well, when we find out that an artist that we like did something bad, it is our obligation to never listen to them again, never support them again. And if I see someone driving down the street listening to sexy love, I'm going to throw rocks at their windshield because you are fighting the good fight for the woman that was wrong. Yes. Let me tell you, play a song. I'm going to compare this to, and I'm not comparing the situations, but hear me out. R. Kelly. No. Mystical. Ed, listen, Ed, listen, Ed, listen to what I'm saying. Okay. It's not, it's not, I'm not comparing okay. it all the situations. You didn't have I'm to comparing. start out with R. Kelly because that just, that's well, like the death blow. Yes. You know yeah. me, I'm going to do the most extreme, yes. but hear me out. What I'm talking about are artists who have been maligned in community, social media, and whatever. And what do, how do we rationalize their legacy? If they do something bad, should we get rid of them for good? In my opinion, as I said a million times, it needs to be case by case. If you feel like you can no longer listen to Neo because when he's singing about loving his wife or his woman, you know he's loving somebody else and you can't listen to him anymore, cool. Like, leave it alone. That's fine. For me, I'm able to separate artists from art most times and yeah. that doesn't make me evil that's just me but again you know i'm gonna call him out i just said he was stupid so that doesn't mean that i support what he did yeah. i can separate it that's my personal choice there are artists that my wife will not listen to because they have done stuff and she's like i don't care how many <laughs> times i like this song i know he beat up a woman and chewed her face off i can't deal with that yeah. that's her choice but she's not gonna yell at me if I'm up here, here bumping, popping, like that's just what it is. So when it comes to Neo, they're going to be fans that ain't going to mess with them. They're going to be fans that will mess with them. What I don't want to happen is there to be fans who somehow blame the wife or say, well, we don't know what she did. Maybe mm. she deserved it. If your fandom causes you to attack a wrong party, yeah. you, sister, brother, whoever, are mm. in the wrong. So whether it's R. Kelly, whether it's mystical, whether it's this person, whether it's whomever, that's your choice. But don't be stupid. Recognize when somebody did something bad, but it's your choice to support their music or not. And at the end of the day, if y'all canceling everybody that did something bad, you about to have a very empty playlist because all these artists are shady. Everybody did something. So pick and choose what's too bad for you. But I think Neo going to feel it for a little bit. He'll bounce back. Yeah, because at the end of the day, and not to defend him, but cheating isn't technically illegal by law, is it? No. It's just morally it's, like wrong. It's morally reprehensible, but yes. it's not illegal. Yes. I mean, what R. Kelly did was illegal. Yes. What Mystical allegedly did was illegal. Yes. But the point is, whether you decide to support him or not, that's going to be your choice. But don't be running out here talking about, well, you don't know what his wife did just because you want to listen to the first album. It ain't that serious. 
Plus, just be an adult. Plus, Usher made a whole album based on cheating and stuff. Even though it wasn't his story, like people people buy that stuff up and they love drama. So, I think this yes. will last about three months, and then he'll be back on tour. We we and, and we see time and time again, Ed. We like to live in the drama until So Sick plays. They'll forget all about it. <laughs> and it's always like it's 2005. Player, y'all talk so big on Twitter until your song drops. And then all of a sudden, those tweets are deleted. That's why I don't take half of this stuff seriously. Because it's just like y'all just talking for the clout. So, uh, Ed, it's tough out here. But uh, I'm sure Neil will turn it around. Uh, but we've got a couple more albums that are set to drop in the next coming months, Ed, here. Tank, R&B Money, the final Tank album here. The final Tank album. And I'm going to be nice. We know. We know. Y'all yep, yep, know. Yep, yep. Again, I have no problem with Tank's artistry, and I'm sorry to hear that he's had these health issues. So I'm really hoping that I have not been a fan of the last few albums. That's well documented. But we know his talent. I yep. really hope he goes out with a bang on this one. I have high hopes for it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, Babyface is going to be dropping sort of like a duet out. It's his DJ Khaled moment. He's going to basically have, he's going to have R&B female artists on all the all the songs. We've heard the LMA record. I think the one with Kalani just dropped. I think this is pretty smart of Babyface to try to figure out a way to incorporate himself into this generation. It's very smart. And this generation, as we just talked about earlier, needs a lot of help with that pen. So I think this is a smart move. To be fair, I don't love either of the songs yet. They're good, but they yeah. haven't grabbed me. So I'm, but I, again, high hopes for this one because it's face, face for really disappoints. So I'm hoping that he got some sleepers on that album. Yep. Uh, is it time for us to talk about Normani and Chloe? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about those two. Oh my God. And I just have to say this everyone's at fault here. The stands need to leave these people alone and let them create. But at the same time, and I'm not just singling out Chloe and Normani, but this is this goes for a lot of artists. I feel like they share too much about what's going on in their creative process. Like, they exactly. And I think that's that. what causes us to have these expectations on it needs to drop tomorrow. Don't say anything until you're 100% sure. You've gotten the green light from your label. All of that. Make sure that's all in order before you announce anything. Ed, it's like it's like announcing that you have a new job before you even sign the paperwork. Before they Ex even sign the paperwork or send you exactly. the paperwork. Exactly. It's like you took a job interview and you're like, well, I got a new job. And then you didn't. And I understand it's hard for these artists to do yeah. this. This is why we need more artist training. Y'all get mad. It's like, oh, they're trying to change you. Nobody's trying to change who you are. We're trying to keep you smart. But the point is this. We live in a generation where it's different for me. Eh, I think it might, you're kind of on the borderline. Yeah. But like, I come from a generation pre-social media. I'm smart enough to know not to put all my business out there. But if you are from the social media generation, putting all your business on social media is just how you were, that was how you express yourself. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. So they think me saying, oh, my album's coming out this summer or, oh, I hate my label. That's how they stay connected with their fans. Yeah. Problem is that will cause you problems down the line. And y'all got to learn. This is an art lesson, not just for artists, but all of you listening. 
think before you hit that enter Correct. that su that submit on that tweet, please, because you got all these artists saying all this stuff, making all these promises. Kyle, you're from the generation. Well, yeah. I know Tom was. You might remember this when like DMX album would come out or Ludacris, and you look in the back and it would say, "All these albums are coming soon," and yes. it's like so and so marched on March two thousand and three or. Uh, and then none of them would come out on time. So, True. like, we, we're used to this, but this generation is so used to... Well, Normani says she's coming in the summer. Summer's almost over. She lied. She probably didn't lie. They're just things that held it up. Scissors another one. Like, yes. you don't know what's holding it up. So, artists, chill out. Don't put all your business out there. Fans, calm down and be patient. Everybody, chill, please. My timeline needs it. And if you're going to put out an album, don't do what Monica did. Don't name it Chapter 38 when you're no longer 38. <laughs> How old is Monica now? Let's Monica's see. a smooth 47, and we ain't seen that album yet. She's 41. I don't know what's going 41, Ed. 41. Chapter 38? Ugh. Shout out to my boy, Derry, because he knows. <laughs> he knows. Yep. Um, Ed, I think that's it for this week. I know we covered a lot. No, it was a long time. We had a lot to get through. And we'll get back here next week. I know we've been gone for a minute. I'll be honest. I'll tell you what happened here and why we've been gone. So aside from the, the wedding planning and stuff, I've decided just like Omarion, because I read Omarion did this with B2K before they reunited. Omarion charged them $15,000 each or something like that to even get him on the phone because he needed to see how serious they were about this. They were about this reunion. And they actually gave up the bag to talk to Omarion. The tour happened, so they got their money back and a lot more. But that's the approach I'm taking at this point, Ed. Player, if you're waiting for me to come up off the bag before we do this podcast, uh -huh. this will be the last episode of Soul Back. Good to see you, everybody. Uh -huh. Ed, without me on this podcast, you guys are like, are you still down? With me on the podcast, you guys are me against the world. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Oh, oh, please, please end this podcast so I don't have to end you. Please. Shout outs to Ed for his Tupac rankings. You can find that on soulandstereo.com. Yes, check that out on Soul and Stereo, Soul and Stereo cheap plug. So I got the rankings of pop. If you follow me and you know my hip hop expertise, I ain't the biggest pop fan, but I can be unbiased music reviewer and I can tell you which albums are great because there are some great ones and which ones are absolute cabbage stank booty and mm. there's a bunch of those too so check out soul and stereo i got your hookup there and i don't know if we've had a podcast since i've started the youtube page soul and stereo right. is on youtube now i kind of put out a couple videos a month i just did an r&b q a yesterday as of this recording so go check that out people submitted questions and i talked about the state of r&b Whitney versus Mariah, Beyonce's most definitive album, all that good stuff we talk about here. I talk about on the YouTube channel. Soul and Stereo. You watching this on YouTube? Just put Soul and Stereo in there. Go yep. like your boy. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention, Ed, do you remember Mashonda, our girl Mashonda? Of course I remember Mashonda. So she's dropping a new EP soon. So just stay tuned for that. Uh, but very coincidental timing saying that Keys just came out. But Keys too. Number two. She could have kept that too, because I'm Ed, sure it smells Ed. like 
I'm, I'm chilling. I'm and, chilling. I'm drinking. I'm drinking my juice. I'm drinking. Here's what we will do next time when Tom is back. You won't uh-huh. be drinking juice next week. You'll be drinking vodka with us because we are going to play a game here. We're going to listen to the Tupac discography mm-hmm. all together live on the podcast. And we will take a shot every time Tupac, Tupac rhymes penitentiary, elementary, <laughs> Tennessee, enemy. If he does any variation of those four words, we're taking a shot. I don't I think prom- we'll make it. I promise you that by the first album, Tom will be on the floor. We will have poor little Mav taking his dad to bed. And that is that. So, <laughs> guys, that's it for this week. I appreciate you guys for your time. A lot that we talked about, a lot more that we still have to talk about. Ed, it was good doing this with you again. I appreciate the fans for tuning in. You can rewatch this when we post it later. But, Ed, I, gu- I guess we're out of here. It's super hot right now. So, I got to get some water. Player, go get some water. I'm going to cool off too. Rest of you players, have a good one.